Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the house of God this morning. I was blessed with that passage that was read already this morning, where it talks about more to be desired are they than gold, speaking of the laws of the Lord. And that has some parallels with what I want to share this morning. I'll have you um, first turn to Matthew chapter 11. I feel like my message this morning is not super well organized. I'm afraid you might have a hard time following my train of thought. That's okay, sometimes I do too. Um, So I have probably a couple um, slightly different topics to discuss, but hopefully I'll be able to sort of tie them together. I'll start reading Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. And Jesus says, Um, It's right at the end, after a prayer, he prays to God. And he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And I know we're very familiar with that passage. But I was considering it, does this sound like our Christian experience? Does this sound like my Christian experience and do I have that rest for my soul? And what exactly, I feel that many times I've, you know, you you desire that rest and you desire that peace, but how do you, what does it mean to, or how do you go about getting it? And I think it is is very simple. That is one thing I would like to highlight this morning, how simple and the gospel is. It's not complicated and difficult to follow. It says, I will take my yoke upon you, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I think um, that's key right there, learning of Jesus. It's not real difficult. So I was reading through Matthew first, well, like from chapter 7 and onward. And there was a couple different things that stood out to me. And one of them you'll find here in chapter 12. And this will seem like sort of a jump in thought, but I will try to bring this together later. Um, I think I'm going to read and start reading in chapter 12, verse 1, to get a little context here. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. 
But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungered, and they that were with him, how that he entered into the house of God, and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them that were with him, but only for the priest? Have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath day the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you, that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy, and would not sacrifice, ye would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath day. And what stood out to me as I read over this was, um, if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy, and not sacrifice. I immediately remembered, hey, I just read some verses like that. You know, back two chapters in Matthew. Where it said nearly the same thing. So I want to, as I was trying to understand, if you had known what this meaneth. So go back to Matthew chapter 9. And we're going to start reading in verse 10, Matthew chapter 9, verse 10. Actually, let's read verse 9 as well. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So I made a thought, well that's a little... Interesting. Go ye and learn what that meaneth. So I was kind of figuring, trying to figure this out, and I decided it should probably is in the Old Testament somewhere. So I looked it up, and we find that in Hosea, Hosea, chapter six, verse six. And this is God speaking here. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. But they, like men, have transgressed the covenant. There have they dealt treacherously against me. So I didn't feel like that gave me a lot of clarity on exactly what this means that he was talking about. That as I considered over this, it suddenly struck me what he was trying to point out. Maybe you already figured this out long before I did. Uh, it seems like in the context, what we have in both of these passages, Jesus was doing something that was violating the Jewish law. And in the one in verse, in chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, you see he was eating with sinners. And I didn't look look up exactly if there was a law that expressly forbade that. 
but apparently this offended them because he should not be eating with sinners. And he says, I will have mercy and not sacrifice in that context. And then in the other passage in chapter 12, we see the disciples breaking the Sabbath day by um, eating corn as they pass through a field. And in this passage, Jesus explains the concept a little more, but he says the same verse, if you had, or he says the same thing, if you had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. So what I certainly was seeing here is that Jesus is saying that mercy and compassion is more important than following the letter of the law. They had many laws and customs they followed, but Jesus wanted to point out to them that having mercy and compassion on the person was more important than that. And then Jesus went on to, um, they accused him that he was, is it lawful? They asked him, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day in Matthew 12? Just sort of paraphrasing what it's going to say here. And he says unto them, how much better then is a man better than sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath day. And then he healed this man. And then he went on to spend the rest of the day healing many people. It said there is gathered great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. And it sounds like this was also on the Sabbath day. So I'm not, it almost seems like he was trying to rub it in a little bit. No, probably not. Um, but the point I wanted to bring out is very, it seemed very important to Jesus and he's I emphasized it. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. And too often, I think we probably get caught up with um, when we see a needy person thinking about all the all the reasons why we shouldn't have mercy or the things they've done wrong. And I guess what I drew from this is we need to have mercy on those people. Show them mercy, whatever that may mean in this situation. So earlier where he says, Come unto me, all the labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. We want to learn from Jesus. We want to follow what he showed us. And one of those ways is showing mercy to others. And we will find rest for our soul. Now in... Second uh, Corinthians, there's two verses I just want to read, where Paul says, I'm, For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And Paul says, for I fear lest by any means that we should be beguiled to this, by the serpent from the simplicity that is in Christ. 
So this was a concern that Paul had, particularly to the Corinthian church, that they should be, their minds should be corrupted. And I think that is a danger for each one of us, too, today, that our, our minds can be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ, the simplicity of the gospel. And I know from my personal experience, there's been times where I've maybe my Christian walk felt a little dry, and I was, you know, trying to decide what what might be wrong, what have I, what am I missing that I'm not doing right, and maybe it's a little bit the mindset I would have if I went into a project of fixing a vehicle that's not running or a computer that's having some issue, and you want to diagnose it and you want to figure out what what's going wrong, and you know that say your computer's not working right or your vehicle's not running, there could be just one little thing that's keeping this whole vehicle from running. And you can, you can have everything right. You can have your fuel there and your air is there and you're, you know, and you're like, what could be wrong? It's, my engine's not running. Carburetor's missing. Yeah. <laughs> Carburetor's missing. Or it feels like there could be one, one detail that's, um, not right, and if you just, you know, hook up this wire, everything's going to run, and your engine's going to work beautifully. But I'm not sure that that's how our Christian life is. I'm going to say I don't think it is. That we can feel like we just have everything in place, or like there's one thing, maybe if I get one thing right, everything would work and my engine would run. Um, maybe sometimes there is, but I don't, I don't think that it will be obscure. I think God will show that to us. If there's one thing, if we're doing everything, if we're doing everything we know is right, it's not like there's one thing that's going to be wrong, I guess. And what I would like to, the point I'm trying to bring out is that there's a simplicity and following Christ, the simplicity of the gospel is not not complicated. Jesus says, "Come unto me, and learn of me." And that is the that is the key right there. We need to learn of Him, and I will give you rest. And yes, there is many many doctrines that are good and right that we need to learn. Um, many laws that are taught in the scripture, you might say. But the principles, the principles of it is very simple. We just need to learn of Christ, follow Christ, and do as he teaches, and the rest will fall into place. I don't think it's, it's just like, one little thing you have to do right besides this one. If we're following Christ, everything else, if we're learning of him. And this passage in Hosea, Hosea, I think it said, says, For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. 
we see from this passage the knowledge of God is more important than the sacrifices we might be able to make. We need to have that knowledge of God. And then the following verse that we have already read there in Hosea, but they like men have transgressed the covenant and have dealt treacherously against me. So I, in the context, those covenants are important. We don't want to transgress against those covenants. But what's important is that knowledge of God. If you turn to Matthew chapter 7. starting in verse 21 through the end of the chapter. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds beat, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to the foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. I'd like to show us here in this passage, um, if we want to be a wise man, as Jesus says, all we have to do, all we have to do is follow what he says. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. And I, would, and I would like to put that together with learning of Jesus and taking his yoke upon us. And that is when we find that rest to our souls. That's when our life starts making sense when we are doing that. And in the first part of this, where it talked about those who have done all these works for Christ, they cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. Then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. <clears throat> and I was just struck by that word, knew. Jesus says, I never knew you. They were doing the works. They had, they had everything in place. You might say they were doing what 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 would have seemed good, but they didn't know Christ. They weren't learning of him. They weren't taking his yoke upon them. So I guess that's what I would like to leave with you. Just remember the simplicity that is in Christ. That we need to follow God 
hear, hear these sayings of mine and do them. And that might seem like the legalistic side a little bit. But then there's also, we want to um, learn of Jesus. It's a relationship. So we can know him. <clears throat> oh, God bless you with that.